You're listening to Radio Boston. I'm Tiziana Deering. The Boston Celtics are hot. Brown drives inside. Layup is good. Malin Brown putting on a clinic. 27 points on 12 of 16 from the field. That's Jalen Brown and the Celts putting on a show against the New York Knicks on Saturday. And now stop us if you've heard this before. (laughs) The Celtics are probably the best team in basketball. And we talked about them a lot last year, wondering if they could go all the way. They didn't. It was painful. But with the playoffs near and a lot to watch for, even if you don't like basketball, we wanted to ask the question again. And we wanted to ask it of Abby Chin, Celtics reporter for NBC Sports Boston. Abby, welcome back. Tiziana, thank you so much for having me. So the, you know, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat, lots of victory going on. They've got a 45 and 12 <laughs> record right now. Are they the ones? Is this the year, Abby Chin? Yes. I mean, they are unquestionably at the moment, if you look solely at the standings, the best team in basketball. And when you look at just the Eastern Conference, they're the best, the best team by far. A seven and a half, seven and a half game lead over the second place team in the Cleveland Cavaliers who have been faltering as of late. So there's no question at this moment they are. And if you ask me, and I, this is my 12th season covering the Celtics, this is absolutely the best team that they've put on the floor in pursuit of banner number 18. Okay, so here's a little bit of sound. This is uh, Celtics star Jason Tatum talking to ESPN's Malika Andrews. There's a difference from last year, and we had a really good team last year. Yeah. Uh, but I love where we're at this year compared to last season. Do you think that this is the best team that you've played on? Is it better than the 2022 finals team? Yeah, it is. Okay, he's optimistic. You're optimistic. I don't like getting my heart broken multiple times, Abby Chin. So remind people where we ended last year and then tell me why I shouldn't worry that this team is going to, you know, leave us at the altar again (laughs) this year if people put their hearts behind them. Well, first of all, Tiziana, I would say welcome to sports fandom. We really don't have a choice in these matters, (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately, nor can we control what um, the owners and the front offices do. You just kind of sit by the wayside. I think Red Sox fans are really feeling that right now. But uh, as for the Celtics, you mentioned it last season. It felt like so much of a grind, even though the Celtics got to the Eastern Conference Finals for the fourth time in five years, they once again came up short in a game seven and also were pushed to the brink. It felt like every playoff series up until that point, and if you remember, fell behind three games to none to the Miami Heat, who eventually beat them and went on to the finals. So that season was a grind. Also, we're still working around the foundation of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart, who had been here the entire career of the Jays. The Celtics front office, led by Brad Stevens, who the former head coach, now the president of basketball operations, decided that status quo, even though the Celtics had reached so much success with that group, just clearly wasn't going to get it done and get it over the hump. So they made some really big changes over the summer, trading away Marcus Smart, adding in Kristaps Porzingis, a seven foot three former unicorn who looks like a unicorn again, just because he is such a skilled player at that size, at that position. And then near the end of just before training camp started, the opportunity arose after Damian Lillard was traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Drew Holiday was available. And the Celtics chose to move Robert Williams, who was a huge fan favorite, and Malcolm Brogdon, um, a back, their backup point guard, to Portland to bring in Drew Holiday, who is a who has won a champion 
ship with the Bucks. He is a 14-year veteran who knows the game. And really, the thing about him, the fact, I think, that and Kristaps has told us a lot that he has had to sacrifice the most. He is a guy who uh, is, is willing to sacrifice. And although he has played on a championship team, he's not looking for shots. He's out there to play defense and do whatever the team needs to win. So that's Abby Chin, uh, who's Celtics reporter for NBC Sports Boston, catching us all up, right? So if you haven't been paying attention, that's what happened in the offseason. Now you've got this Celtics team, best in the league. They've got 45 wins, 12 losses. The playoffs are coming up. Uh, you know, fewer than 30 games from now. And now the big question is, you know, what happens? And now I wanted to lean into the drama here, uh, Abby, because there's some fascinating leadership questions that are interesting, even if you don't necessarily understand fully what's happening on the court, right? And this comes down to the two J's uh, and whether this is the year, with especially with Marcus Spart gone, who a lot of Celtics fans sort of thought was the heart of the team in a lot of ways. A lot of questions about these two guys, arguably the, you know, two of the best players in the NBA. Uh, Jason Tatum says he is the best player in the NBA right now. Here's, here he is. I got is. a lot of respect for a lot of guys in the league. Uh, and the list goes on. It's, the league is in a great place. The things that I've been through, um, just through my career, things that I've accomplished, and yet, you know, I haven't got the ultimate championship. I truly do believe every time I step on the floor, I'm the best player. So uh, same interview uh, with Malika Andrews. So obviously the swagger there, but are these two guys who now have the leadership skills necessary to get this team through the slumps uh, and motivate everybody all the way to the end? Yes, I believe so. And and they haven't shown me anything different. I think the difference, and you mentioned it, in the absence of Marcus Smart is that they now have the opportunity and the space to be those leaders. But one thing that, you always hear when you talk to the Celtics and whether that's head coach Joe Missoula or uh, Brad Stevens is that they still want them to be their authentic selves. So yes, while these, while both of those guys are stepping up into larger leadership roles, they're doing it in their own ways. Jalen Brown has taken a lot more upon himself to be more vocal, to bring guys together and um, talk to guys and, and really hold others accountable vocally and in the locker room. Whereas Jason Tatum is a lead by example guy and, and what he's doing on the floor. Tiziano, when, when he says he feels like he's the best player every time he steps on the floor, he is, that is not unique to him. That is an NBA player. You have to have that kind of confidence and that kind of ego to be successful in this league, I think. And I mean, he is arguably one of the best players on the floor, but he needs to believe that every time he steps on. But what he's doing this season is not worrying so much about him and his numbers and where he is in the MVP race and how many touches he gets. What he's doing, and that has been the evolution of his game, is number one, he's playing both ways. He is one of the best players offensively, can get a bucket whenever, however he wants, but it's defense and, and that effort, his team follows with him and they are a top two defense in the NBA right now. The other thing that he does is he's making the guys around him better and that has been a development for Jason, and it has led to more wins for the Celtics. So it makes me think, I, I, I had been watching um, a documentary on the Patriots, which we covered on the show last mm -hmm. week, and in the 2002 Super Bowl, uh, when players usually come out individually and they get their names called out, um, they came out all together. Uh, as one team to show that they were one team. And I wonder, Abby, are you saying that the maturity that you're seeing this year is every player recognizing that they need to take a step back sometimes or do something different to make sure that this Celtic Celtics team 
wins. Tiziana, yes, absolutely. You 100% picked up what I'm putting down. And I think that that is what is different about this group. And I think that that was one of the concerns coming into the season because no one knew what to necessarily expect from Kristaps Porzingis. Is he going to be willing to accept a role that isn't one of the top two guys on this team? And Drew Holiday coming in, as I mentioned, is he willing to sacrifice and be a guy who really just wants to make the players around him better and only cares about winning? And the answer is yes. All you have to do is look at Al Horford, who was a consummate starter on this team, has been for every season that he was with the Celtics, willing to take a lesser, a bit of a lesser role. I, w- I would argue he is much as important in the locker room as he has ever been, but he's coming off the bench. He is that sixth man for the Celtics. And when you look at that top six, there really is no competition across the NBA for how much talent. And to me, that's the difference. Number one is that everyone has the maturity to be able to sacrifice and and do it willingly but also the talent discrepancy is just on a different level this season. All right, so, that- Tiziana, you will not hopefully get your heart broken. <laughs> I hope not. And uh, I'll correct myself, 35 games left this season. Plenty to watch there. Abby, I'm going to watch a little differently after this. Thanks so much. Abby Chin, Celtics reporter for NBC Sports Boston. Thank you.